Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm-hmm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Collision and a bit of a dream match in the Continental Classic. Oh, my God. This is the most I have looked forward to a professional wrestling match since probably the last Kenny one because I'm a massive mark. Take Kenny Omega out of the equation. Yes. Right. Yeah, because we did have Omega MJF relatively recently. Yes, yeah. and I was obviously mad hyped for that. In terms of, and this is such a minor way of doing it, but very f- crucial and important, and just the way it's framed and the timing. Um, this is the most I've looked forward to a pro wrestling match since maybe MJF Cole. Yeah. It's hard to recall, considering the devil stuff is all a bit lame, but it's hard to really remember just how exciting Better Than You Baby was and how mm. dramatic and who's going to turn or if there's going to be a turn. Like, and it was, I was going there and all the rest of it. Um, it's just so, I, you know what I think? I stepped on my own dick. I blew my, I blew my own wad <laughs> on the preview by talking about why I'm so excited about this match. But mm-hmm. we can talk about what I expect to see in the match as well. Permit me to get excited mm-hmm. and to speak earnestly and passionately about this professional wrestling match I'm looking forward to because the nature of the AEW Beast in 2023 has rendered that really quite difficult at times. I understand people don't want to listen to a jaded hour of audio. Mm -hmm. I get it, but I can't pretend. No. I don't want to pretend. I'd love to see one of these toxic engagement accounts, right? It's easy to fire off a tweet. You can tell, actually, in the text when they don't mean. You can kind of tell that they're being insincere, right? But there's certain other tweets that they make or whatever. Like, you can fake it. And Mm. that's why these accounts get as much traction as possible. You f***ing listen. (laughs) I f***ing dare you. uh, Engagement accounts on Twitter, right? You've got no excuse at this point. You've got a following. You have worked what, 20, 30, sometimes 40,000 Twitter followers into following your account because it's tribalist bait, Mm. it's promotional loyalist bait, and if you like that promotion, there's a mascot for you, right? So you've got the following. You are in a better position than most 
to launch a podcast, right? You've got 40,000 mm-hmm. people who follow you. You probably have way more who don't follow you, but track your X's and tweets. See them in the For You yeah, tab. I've got a few Twitter accounts like that. Who really are, random ones that I always click on, but I'm not, I don't, I don't want to commit to the follow. No, no, no. And I don't want to endorse, but I kind of hate, haunt them, if that <laughs> makes any sense. So you've got probably 25,000 Twitter followers, right? Um, and you've got yet more people who are aware of you that if you were to say, I've got a podcast and I'm launching it, right? So you've got at least 25,000 people will see it. And then you've got way more who see you when they don't want to or they quite like you, but not enough to slap the follow on, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You are in a better position than most. Go on then, launch a podcast. <laughs> the amount you tweet, the amount you're online means you have the time to do it. Um, you Getting a micro snowball, not that expensive. Yeah. There's some technical know-how that I haven't learned that Adam Wilborn is the master of, but it can be learned oh, easy, if you yeah. don't come from a radio background. Like, Hamlet can upload and record and do the tech side of it. Like, it's not the best produced podcast of all time. That's this one with Wilborn doing the tech. <laughs> with adverts in the right place. <laughs> right. Fain enthusiasm, motherfucker, <laughs> for an hour and hour and a half per episode. Yeah. And we do at least two a week, sometimes more if there's a get the table, a preview and a review of at least one. Well, we do friggin' four we for AEW. We do Dynamite preview, Dynamite review, Collision preview, Collision review. We've been doing at least 75% of that. Yeah. Including Rampage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For four years. And that's disregarding, like you say, roundtables, pay-per-view, previews, reviews, etc. Yeah. For four years, we've been doing this. In February 2020, in the summer of 2021, <laughs> in the build to Revolution 2022, you could not have found a more enthusiastic, mm-hmm. giddy, <laughs> like... I'm reaching for storylines where they might not even exist just because I'm overwhelmed and excited about the possibilities. Mm -hmm. You would not find a podcast more engaged and enthused than the one we did all those years or months ago. Mm -hmm. Go go on then, engagement account A. You know know the one I'm talking about. Why don't you do a podcast, right? And see how you like it and see... And if you're listening to this one and you sometimes think, oh, that can be a bit jaded. I... Day, mm-hmm. the people who proclaim to love this and to like just love the initials, no AEW, no matter what they do, and do a podcast four times a week and maintain that enthusiasm. They're pretending, <laughs> they are pretending, and I, I can't do that. Like, right. I don't want to be that kind of analyst. It's not analysis. <laughs> I'm in the process of anal- analyzing a company that's in a pretty cool period mm-hmm. that has made shocking mistakes that has almost sleepwalked into kind of every um, error that a a booker makes Mm -hmm. in their lifespan, right? Now that I've got that rant that I did not prepare (laughs) out of my system, I'm going to talk about something that gives me genuine excitement, that I can talk about genuinely, that I'm not grifting about, that, quite frankly, has earned Mm. my enthusiasm because of the way it's been booked, and I think it's been tremendously booked. We've got enough uh, bits to remember, let alone disingenuous takes. You know what I mean, eh? That soundboard is out of control. <laughs> it's got to the point now where we've made a bit out of scrambling for the buttons because there's just so much law. I uh, was even thinking on my lunch break, uh, 
over Christmas in a bit of a break, I might reorganize the soundboard because I was like, oh, I really would quite like like we just we just we only just recently added something that we've been doing for a long time. You're joking. Not another one. And I was like, oh, we, I really would quite like the Hulk Hogan dog impression on the soundboard. Oh, <laughs> right. So there's that aspect of it all. And also... That like, aspect of it all, the dog aspect of it the, all. The, there's, there's also the, the thing of, uh, like, previously, when we used to get, like, teasers of a new arrival or a big announcement for, for Tony Khan, it wasn't like I'd be like, come on, Dad, please, we've got to do this, we've got to get the numbers, did it? We were talking about it anyway. I was like, we might as well stick a mic in front of us. Yeah. Whereas now, if I went, do you want to do a devil podcast? Yeah. I, I, Bit busy. Got some lists to write. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to squeeze that in today. It's it's one of those. But disregarding all that, like you say, some really big matches in the uh, Continental Classic uh, Blue League. Blue League. That's trying to remember which league it was. And uh, yeah, the biggest of most. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm asking you anyway because I know you're going to go off and and uh, pitch some amazing stuff for it. Can Eddie Kingston defeat Brian Danielson? Before I get really effusive mm-hmm. about my praise for this, okay. Can we talk about how the league names are rubbish? Mm. I understand what, blue and gold, right? You can't have gold and silver, no. right? So that has to be a completely different color that's got, got no connotation with achievement, like bronze medal or gold medal or mm. silver. You can't have red and blue either because of over there. Over there. So why gold and blue? It makes mm. no sense to me. And moreover, I get confused because collision's blue, right? If anything, between the red and yellow aesthetic, uh-huh. the nitro and early nitro-inspired aesthetic of collision... Gold fits more into that. It's closer on the color palette, mm. wheel, whatever, to red and yellow. Gold's in that region. Blue isn't. Mm. Blue's no near collision. Dynamite's blue and red. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why it's confusing. Gold and platinum, would that work? Potentially, but platinum's more expensive, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Blue and yellow doesn't work either. Oh, Collision League and Dynamite League. Good idea. Yeah, that makes more. Either sense. the Dynamite League, League A, or League B. No, because then oh, it's no, League than B, B. B. Yeah. Funny story. Before I get Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson, <laughs> which I am going to get really hyped <laughs> when are they over. Going to get to Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson in um, comprehensive school, which is the equivalent of I think junior high and high school. Yeah. Um, in America. Sorry if you live in, like, I don't know, Portugal or someone. Shout out, Hugo. Hey. You, you rule. But, like, you know, it's mainly, I think, British and Americans, right? In comprehensive school, in hours anyway, you have a big year group, and it was set. Um, and because, like, there's so many different classes, for whatever reason, there was bands. Yeah. So we had two different bands. So there was one year group split between two bands. Probably easier for their admin. Probably easier mm-hmm. to, like put in different segments or classrooms or whatever, all of the pupils, because there's loads. So it was just easier for them to do it in bands, right? But there couldn't be A and B, mm-hmm. because, all right, I'm the thick idiot, then, so I'm in B. <laughs> yeah. And then if they would say, no, no, dear, that's wrong, um, it's just easier for us. You'd still think, well, I'm, B's not as good as A, yeah. right? So the geniuses at my comprehensive school, right, well, it was either L and M, ah. L band and M band, or um, P band and Q band, or F band and G band, or whatever. And it's like, well, L's still better than M. <laughs> yeah, it's higher up. It's higher up. So now I'm an M band. Am I thick? And as I joined a comprehensive school that wasn't in the catchment e- uh, area either, so I didn't have any mates. But I'd obviously made loads. Obviously. 
obviously. But when I, my first day, I had no mates because I just didn't know anyone. Because turned I up, turned up on your motorbike and your leather jacket. And yeah, like, this guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a cool rider. Grease two's coated. <laughs> hey, you're not meant to smoke around here. Hey, I don't play by the rules, bitch. <laughs> Shut up, square. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, yeah. as you can tell. Um, how do I get on the L and M band? Because uh, we don't. They've, they've called it Golden Blue, right? They should call. It, I don't know. Like, why don't they call it like uh, the the, <laughs> the Lion League, the yeah. Shark League? I don't know. Just something that either Dynamite and Collision League. Anyway, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson. Let's go. I'm gonna repeat some of what I said on the Dynamite review, and then I'm gonna add some more takes on how I expect the match to unfold, the permutations of each victory. Oh my god, I can't wait for this. So, first week, other than Kingston losing, which probably benefited from Dynamite being a bit of a formality yeah, in we, terms we of the first week. Well, why hasn't there been any upsets? Yeah, but the, well, you just had to wait until Collision. Yes. So, and, you know, they did the one tone-setting upset of, oh, there's gravity to this. Like Eddie Kingston might be screwed already. Screwed already. <laughs> so the save it. So I was like, right, okay, that's corrected a complaint I had on Thursday. That, so that's one great, fantastic. Yeah. And then, as I said on the Dynamite review, Moxley's knee injury probably could have sold it a bit more at the end. It was good. There's a reason to make me think that he's not going all the way or he's going to struggle to go all the way. And then just, I think the timing of this booking is great because you know that if this is well booked and this early chapter and how vital and crucial and big time it feels already leads me to believe that they've got more twists and turns along the way mm. and they're going to escalate the stakes and the, the gravity of a defeat and like Eddie Kingston needs to go and get something at that against that wrestler. Like it's such a bold early thing. Kingston puts the titles on the line and in an absolutely fantastic match against Brody King falls short. Right, it is so much better that he's working Danielson and not Garcia now. Yes, yeah, because it's like he cannot go no like two nil down. Like, is there anything worse as like again? I'm going to use the analogy of football, soccer, right? Because I don't really know how the points work in American sports, right? But in football, they're trying to be lower scoring games. If you're not familiar with it, and you just like American sports, not American sports. So it's like usually like like two one three nil four nil is a bit of a yeah the, the four nils classed as a bit of a thrashing three nil happens quite a bit two nil two one three one that kind of region there is now worse when your team goes two nil down before half time yeah like, oh, f- sake because if you go one nil down it's like you get an added impetus if you equalize on half time or equalize late in the game yeah. because it means you're slowly growing into it and then your opponent's psyche is kind of like, oh, Christ, we'll let them back in. Oh, mm. I hope they don't score again. Mm. Sometimes going 1-0 down can work in your favor. Yeah. 2-0 down before half time, so you might as well give up. Like You might as well give up. It's very, very rare that a result will go your way mm. um, if you're 2-0 down at half time because what you have to do, provided you want something out of the game and you're fighting for something, which they are, they're fighting for a title here. I have reservations about the title itself, but I'm going to deal with that a few months down the line. Because if you decide, right, okay, well, we need something here, we're going to just have to go all-out attack, relentless attacking. You're creating space, Mm -hmm. leaving yourself vulnerable, 
And if you go 3-0 down, well, that's it. Like, what, 2% of the time or 1% of the time a team comes back from 3-0 down, mm. especially if it's in the second half and it matters. Eddie Kingston's 2-0 down at half-time if he loses on collision. And the good thing about this is because Brian Danielson is Brian Danielson, I'm just going to believe he's the heavy betting favourite. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to want, because I love him, and I think a lot of people do, people want the best for Eddie Kingston, People are going to want him to win this match and stay in it. Obviously, he could, depending on the permutations, win three on the bounce. But that's not guaranteed. I didn't think to factor that in as well. I don't know why I overlooked this. Of Like you said, there'll be people in this tournament. He has to go, be Claudio again. That's mm -hmm. awesome about Sorry, carry on. Oh, th that too as well, actually. But it, it, I didn't even think just about like, oh, well, if, I want, if he loses this and I want Eddie to make the semis and the final and what have you, then he has to win his next three. I didn't also think, well, now that means I'm going to start watching other matches. And the Babyface Seal dynamic being what it is. I love all the wrestlers in this tournament, right? Um, but I, I'm, you're going to have to start, you know, like in, uh, you're in the Champions League, for example. And you start watching the two other teams and you're like, have I suddenly become a, you know. Dortmund fan. Yeah. Because, well, if they get a result there, that means that the team that they're playing. So like every, every weekend at the moment, I'm like, who are um, Barnett and Bromley playing? Because whoever they're playing... I think I'm a huge fan of that team all of a sudden. And that's the beauty of this tournament. Mm. Like, if I'm watching a regular episode of Dynamite, and it's in a lull period, or, like, even in the great eras, and they're, like, it's three weeks after the last pay-per-view, and, like, a month and a half away from the next one, there was always those Dynamites where I was like, ah, not that bothered. Now, because I want Kingston and Mox to be in the final, because they shouldn't have dropped that thread, and they've picked it back yep, up. Yep. I'm going to be watching... Um, Mark, oh, Mark Briscoe anyway. I'm going to be watching Jay Lethal versus Jay White with a vested interest. Yes, exactly. Because like, I want Moxley to advance because I want the Kings to match. Or I want the best for Swerve because I'm thinking he's a future mm -hmm. world champion. So that's the beauty of this tournament. And they've happened upon that beauty. Well, they haven't happened. They've deliberately yeah. created that beauty so early with this Kingston Danielson match. Having it second is just a bit of a book of masterstroke, mm -hmm. in my opinion, because you're just not expecting... Better than having it first, arguably, if you're going to have lost to much Brody. Better, because and then you've got Brody, King, who could conceivably beat Claudio. I don't think he will. Mm -hmm. But the best thing is as well, right? If Danielson loses, you do sort of dull the effect of Kingston going 2-0 down at halftime and needing to win every one of his remaining fixtures just to stand a chance so that when he is taken, like, so he's got Garcia Andrade. If he takes that um, Andrade yeah. Judas effect, yeah, you can think, oh, That's even it. more than he normally would because you know he has to, has to, has mm -hmm. to win. That would be dulled if Danielson wins tonight. But if, if Danielson loses tonight, yeah, 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 yeah. but if Danielson loses to Eddie Kingston, right, he has to go, oh, I've lost to him. Well, that won't do. I have to be even more sadistic, even more brutal, even more merciless against the next person I wrestle, whoever that might be. So, like, the, the Brian Danielson character on Dynamite is all sport, and I love it. I f***ing love it! <laughs> has basically put himself over as the guy who's going to win yeah. I'm going to win. I don't care about my broken face. I'm going to win. If he loses, it's like, 
that won't do. I'm thinking I'm going to have to kill people, actually. Mm. And I'm so annoyed at my loss because this is now in a sporting context and losses matter, like, deeply again. Oh, well, sorry, Daniel Garcia. I need something from this match. Like, more than I thought I did a week ago, you're in my way. I'm going to... I, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it's like that Zandig promo. I, it, it, you are going to die. <laughs> you are going to die. It's permutations out the ass. Um, as for the match itself, it should be great. I wouldn't even begrudge Kingston going for the eye, especially if Danielson is a dickhead during the match. I had an idea about this. Even though he's the baby face. As you were talking there, what if, you know, technical submission guy that Danielson is, what if he targets, because you remember uh, the, the big thing for uh, the Kingston, uh, Kingston was saying, like, I've got to go away, I've got to heal up, I'm humble in victory, humble in defeat, he's clutching the arm. What if Danielson's like, right, well, what's, what's Kingston's kill shot? It's the hurricane, right? And that, that's the right hand, Correct. Probably. Right, let's just, I might have messed this up, but whatever way it is, this is the way around I want it. So he targets the right arm, so Kingston can't hit the Hurricane, except Kingston can hit the Hurricane with his left hand. The problem for Danielson comes, because he's weakened that right arm, so now he has to use the left arm. That is coming from Danielson's left-hand side, and Danielson's got the injured eye, so he can't see it coming. Oh, my God, Wilborn. Got me butter, baby, I'm on a roll. So that uh, first of all, I want to see that. Second, like before I get into what I think the match is going to be, spoiler probably great. <laughs> um, one more thing on permutations: if Eddie Kingston loses to Danielson, right? Oh my God, two 0 down at half time. He has to beat Claudio Castagnoli again, right? <laughs> that was on back in time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just an like, excited one. Yeah, 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 and stretched out, but dramatic effect. It wasn't that effective because I had to explain it. <laughs> Go back to, you know, 2009, 10, 11, or whenever it was in Shakara. The whole story line was, he doesn't respect you because you can't beat him, right? You can't do it. And then they told that story, they left it, and Kingston was clever enough to just keep telling it, just in case he ever turned up in the same promotion. Not an asshole left me high and dry. Maybe there was a bit of real-life animosity there once upon a time, who knows, but they've kayfabed it since. So they do the story in AEW, Supercard of Honor, was it? Yes. He loses, and the most heartbreaking, he does his one most athletic thing he's ever done in his career, <laughs> and he gets rolled up for it. And they tell the story of, I can beat you, I can beat you, you can't beat me, I can beat you. And then at All Out 2023, mm -hmm. it is Shibata and Eddie versus Yuta and Claudio. I believe so, yeah. And this incredibly anticlimactic finish, <laughs> which had a purpose. Yes. Claudio... And now he's since started doing it, finishing people off with an uppercut. At the time, he didn't. He's like, oh, just an uppercut beats Kingston. Yeah. Just an uppercut. All right, so well, that's sad. He's got no chance. Then, after years and years and years and years and years of being told, you'll never look like that. He's a sculpted horse, human. <laughs> you'll never look like that. You'll never find the effort to train like that. You can never defeat that. He has his lifelong quest fulfilled and actually somehow beats Claudio Castagnoli, dot, 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 in his hometown, mm -hmm. in front of the people who are most desperate to beat him. Like, it's so much easier to win at home. Every sports oh, yeah. fan knows this, right? It's so much easier to win at home. And you could, what's the most famous victory in the history of Chesterfield FC's soccer team? Arguably, uh, our quarterfinal victory against Wrexham to take the semi-finals of the 1997 FA Cup. Were they above you in the league and everything at the time? Uh, yeah, we were both Division 2, 
I never get the way it works. League One, I believe. Then. Have you ever done a giant killing, for example? Uh, I think we beat Bolton that year, and oh. they were uh, they were high flying. They, they hadn't really lost much at home, but the, the Rex were they in the prem at the time as well. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my, top of my head, but I do remember the Rex one. We were I was there, and we yeah. were at home. We were at Saltergate, and that was yeah. It was it was a bear pit that, as much as Saltergate can be. So the newest sporting analogy I can make for Kingston Cloudy and the threat of it, right, and how much it could work if he loses to Danielson, is. Mid-90s, Newcastle United football team, soccer club. Uh, we are called the entertainers, right? We play this incredibly risky, free-flowing, <laughs> attacking football with one-dimensional but brilliant tactics of spray it around, attack, attack, attack. Do not even think about retaining possession or cutting it back. It's the intention is to score a goal every time you go up the pitch. Score more than they score. Yes, yeah. score more than they score. And then you've got nothing in the back. Like, nothing. And, <laughs> like, it makes... That's why I call it the entertainers, because they create a drama. There's high-scoring games, and it's all attack, and they don't really have anything in defence. And it looks like it, the, the, the attacking side of our game is so potent that in 1996, oh. Newcastle United... The baby faces as well because the Northern team only promoted a few um, it's before we are owned by arseholes and evil men because it's years ago. We are the baby face team because we are entertaining on Sky Sports Super Sunday. We become a lot of people's second team yeah, because yeah. people just love watching Newcastle. It's a great, attractive brand of football. And, you know, we're the underdogs because we've just come up and been promoted from a lower league. And we beat Manchester United 5-0. At home, in a time when Man United are the Brian Danielson, where they just don't lose hardly, they're really obnoxious about it. They're the heels, and they got like their head kicked in, humbled, humbled. Yeah, right. We had to wait years until we next beat them in a proper, actual, meaningful yeah, yeah. fixture because you can get these results at home, like in Arthur Ashe Stadium. But they are better than you for a reason, and they are better than you because they beat you nine times out of ten, or even 49 times out of 50. The drama of Eddie Kingston losing this match and having to beat Man United 5-0 again is, like, uh, the permutations of this league on collision are amazing. And one final thing before we move on. I want to talk about the match quality as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one final thing. What if that's the last match in, in this oh, section? Oh, my God. And Claudio can go through with just a draw. Uh, uh, <laughs> just can't be bought, baby. On, on that, that's amazing. That is amazing. Um, I match quality. I remember so fondly <laughs> those first three or four months of Rampage when AW was just goaded out the ass, yeah. goaded out the ass, and it was like, right, okay, well, we've got Punk, got Danielson, uh, set it all out. We are massive. Mm -hmm. This is great. Um, oh, by the way, we've got an extra hour. It's just one hour. I can deal with this. Yep. It's just one hour, one hour, and it's just mainly matches. So you're not really burning through your creative storylines. Yeah. You're just paying things off, and you've got the roster to do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, yeah, yeah, there's a goated match. You'll see the face of God. <laughs> just look. Just All you have to do is wait until Saturday morning when you wake up with your cup of tea, right? Yeah. Before I got in a coffee. <laughs> 
And I was like, all right, you know you're going to see a match that's like a lot of people in the building are saying it's a proper five-star match of the air contender. Oh, I've made it. It's yeah. great. Fans are back as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. And one of those was uh, Danielson Kingston. Yeah. Like, you'll, you'll never believe how good this match is. It's like a match of the air candidate taped. And like, it's like the first dance over and over and over again, but in match form where mm. it's like, you know CM Punk's coming. All you have to do is wait and enjoy the ride. Mm. Just enjoy the anticipation. You know this match is like four and a half stars or somewhat even saying five. All you have to do, young man, is just wait a couple of sleeps <laughs> and magic await. Oh, this is great this is. And the best match of that era of that, oh, Christmas is in two days again, is it? Just go with Danielson, Kingston. Yeah. The struggle in that match. That domineering prick Danielson almost getting humbled. I recall that match going 15 minutes. And I recall 14 minutes and 30 seconds in. You know when they say like the great match should peak at the finish? Dax Harwood. A great match should peak at the finish. <laughs> and that 14, in that 15-minute match, for the sake of argument, 14 minutes and 30 seconds in, right, they command a standing ovation for how great it is. Talk about peeking at the finish. You got a standing ovation like 20 seconds before the finish. And kiss my ass and something like cat. That's how wrestling, that's a pro wrestling baby. The only slight. So there's a pros and cons of doing the sequel now. One, the promotion's colder, the building won't be as hot. The general vibe and anticipation isn't what it was, mm -hmm. but there are even more stakes now. Yeah. Basically, if this is uh, less than four and three quarter stars, I will be complaining online. <laughs> I was going to ask you, who do you want to win and who do you think is going to win? But I think the answer Danielson is, is Danielson. Yeah. yeah. Just for the long term Just story. for the long term story. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust Oleum's new Custom Spray 5 in 1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, there are other matches in the blue I'll league be quick, as well. I'll be quick on the next one. Um, Claudio versus Brody. I'm, sp I'm spent. Both, <laughs> both, both on three points, of course. Yeah. So, I love tournaments. <laughs> I think the Continental Classic is coated. Yeah. Now that they're established on three points, you know what it means, Wilborn? Like you've got points awarded for a win in a in a tournament that is all wrestled for a prize. Mm. It means there are stakes. Mm -hmm. It means that every win matters. And it means that when there's been victories held and you've got like this nice visual reminder of the three points on, 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 on a digital graphic, remindful, redolent, 
of the ranking system mm. when all these things mattered and were better and were goated. We'd prefer it if it was like a table more. I don't like the numbers being like six yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, there. me neither. Me neither. But yeah, yeah. Can we, can we, I got it. Yeah, it's the same difference. <laughs> I'm thinking. I take both these wrestlers seriously. Yep. I have a visual reminder of their victory, their achievement. They're both massive unit hosses. Mm-hmm. They're both winners. Who wins? I'm thinking Claudio to make our fantasy booking of the Kingston match matter all the more. In fact, it'll be weird if he doesn't, but then, oh, what's the worst outcome here? Brody King wins a match. And he, and he gets a push because he's amazing. And, and you then can't the, lose, baby. And then you're looking at like, well, he's probably going to beat Garcia. That's nine points. And the maximum that Eddie can get is nine. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, it's it's fascinating. I agree. I think Claudio wins this one. Can you swing him? Whilst he's barking. You swing the devil? Why would he be barking? <laughs> Why would he be like trying to ham up the crowd when he's selling <laughs> no, like nausea? <laughs> Idiot. You want to roll as well and you have to bloody ruin it. <laughs> no, this match should be class. Yeah. Should be absolutely class. What these people should not be able to do to each other, but they will be able to do to each other because they are Brody King, Cloud casting the only. Mm-hmm. I feel almost sorry for um, Garcia and Andrade. Yeah. And I think as a result, this. Danielson Garcia should go first. Uh, Andrade Garcia should go first. Yes. The big lad should go top of the hour. I like that. And Eddie and uh, to just avoid the risk of diminished returns, Eddie and uh, Danielson should go last. And where would you put a women's match in that uh, layout? I don't think we're. <laughs> That's because we did not another one. It's time to play the game. Should we do a bonus ladies night on Felicia? <laughs> the aim of the game is to uh, identify to the hour, minute, and second when you hear the first note for mm-hmm. the first entrance tune for the first woman to arrive on the only televised women's match on that particular episode of an AEW product. Uh-huh. And uh, we won't keep scores, it's just yeah, a friendly. It's just for fun. Just for fun, this, because Hamlet's not here. But um, I'm thinking... Well, that's the aim of the game, obviously. And we do it to just try and mock and poke fun at the apathy shown towards the women's division, right? That's the aim of the game. And the name of the game is, Well, this is ladies' night. Well, this is ladies' night. I tried to do it in the Rugrats theme because you dressed up like an arsehole. But, uh... Ladies' night. And I am thinking, oh, what a night. If you have not watched... Today's news on uh, What Culture Wrestling YouTube channel. First of all, what are you doing? Yeah. Go and watch it for the best analysis and color of the news of the day in professional wrestling. And if you don't follow Adam Wilborn on X at... Adam Wilborn. He's dressed like Chucky Finster. <laughs> Jazz Finster. Jazz Finster. <laughs> You're not the baby. No. For what reason? Uh, I said if I hit 500 pounds... Uh, for my November this year. And go on, man. I'll dress as Jazz Vinster. And, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who donated. It really is much appreciated. The uh, November cause, fighting prostate cancer, is a cause very close to my heart. Um, and, uh, yeah. You can donate at? I think it's just my movember.com forward slash Adam Wilborn, but the link's on my on my Twitter if you want to go and post it there. Well, but, uh, before we get to the, the times, who's it going to be? Not oh, we know it was revealed, man. Oh, is it? Is this the Tony Storm match, or is that not from Dynamite next week? Google it. 
I mean, this is your job, mate, to be I fair. looked earlier and I, could, I couldn't see on anything, on Wrestling Observer or anything like that. There was no Tony Storm match. I swear it was... Go EWX. Go Scott Tilfield, get him to host the podcast. He told me about it. Bloody all in. Oh, they got a show next year? <laughs> Should have mentioned that. Right, yeah, uh, Ring of Honor, yeah. So how do I get onto the Chucky, the Charles Phillips Ladies thing? Night. Ladies Night, because I tried doing the style of Rugrats, it didn't work. Well, this is Ladies Night, nothing, and huh, what a night to... There you go. Continental Classic. Oh, Ladies Night. I'm just going to do it in various voices. Well, you know what, there's no women's match. I want a Kel surprise. I'll have a look whilst you're talking about this. I will try and give you a... Uh, just tell a joke? I don't really have many jokes. Got any good wrestling jokes, Wilborn? Oh, no, yes. I think the general consensus appears to be it's it's next Wednesday. All right, okay. Oh, it's on collision then. Does he have no Shut up, Jim. It's because I had it on for the bingo because we've... Uh... It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! <laughs> and that game is... Bingo! Yes, because... Is it going to be... Who's going to lose in the women's match? Bingo. Emi Sakura, Nyla Rose, or Marina Shafir? Ooh. Oh, no, Sky Blue loses a lot. But then she's trying to tease someone to hurt Tony Storm. It's her turn to win. Anna J. They just had the TBS on Dynamite, so it's w- it's women's title this time, isn't it? Surely you'd think. Mm. But you can't be, you can't be. You wouldn't put Mariah May. Well, I suppose they could promote it on Rampage tonight, and it's just one of those things we get screwed on. Because obviously she went to see, so maybe it's Mariah May's debut. But you put that on Dynamite, but then that would be another women's match. So that's not for a few weeks. <laughs> I mean, I've got the the roster in front of me. We can pick. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Um, Tony Storm versus Amy Sakura again. Could have, uh, yeah, you could have Julia Hart versus Tony Storm and Maria May versus Emmy Sakura and Emmy Sakura. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the gout. She can't. She can't work. Oh, this is true. This is true. Uh, so maybe it's Julia Hart defending the TBS top, but then that'd be twice in anyway. Uh, or just know, Willow Nightingale title shot from out of nowhere, probably. Willow Nightingale versus Sky Blue is my earnest answer. But if not that, I'm scrolling through. Pick a number. Tell me when to stop picking numbers between one and five. Stop. Right. Four. That's Nyla Rose. <laughs> not joking. We like Nyla Rose as well. Yeah. Honestly, we like the vast majority of the talent in the women's division. It's definitely Tony Khan we are burying with this game. Uh, Nyla Rose versus. Um, I'm going to go up and down. Stop. One. Don't say Amy Sakura. Soraya. All right, quite, quite want to look at that. Mm. Amy Sakura's fantastic. Why, why don't they have a win a few matches as well? Mm. Well, uh, I'm going to guess one hour, 20 minutes, uh, 23 minutes and four seconds. One, 23, 24. Yeah, probably. Thank you, as always, to Adam Blair and Jose Palmares. You always do watch Collision. Yeah. They should this week, but mm. ordinarily, maybe I couldn't blame them. Uh, who wins out of Garcia and Andrade? Who gets their first points in the Blue League? I don't know, but this... Not really fair on Andrade for me to say that. He hasn't had a match yet, but... Aye. Um, I I cannot... This is the one flaw. Andrade doesn't seem to want to be there. 
Andrade hasn't really got over. Andrade's matches have been good, sometimes very good, but not consistently great enough to warrant what I think he wants out of AEW so far. Mm, did you see the the tweet about? I think it was I think it was Andrade and Malachi. And it was like after Punk obviously went to the Fed. And it was like Andrade and Malachi in a battle to see who can get fired first. And it was the Rock Steve Austin WrestleMania <laughs> promo. I think that Daniel Garcia has probably been asked, look, you're going to lose a lot during this tournament, but you can be in it. You can further, it's, it, it, guess it makes sense for you to lose within this character. Well, if he, beat, like, he loses this, but then beats Brody King, for example, or beats Claudio, for yeah. example. You're there like, well, I've, I assume I'm already on nine. He's already lost to Claudio, but Brody King. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. There. Yeah. Um, I... I think politically, from what I know about the situation and indeed the performer, or what I've heard or read or whatever, not what I know. I want to make that distinction. I don't think Andrade is willingly entering this tournament if he isn't going at least 3-2. Mm. Or maybe like 3-1-1 mm. or 2-1-2. Yeah. He's not winning less often. So he's beaten Garcia. And again, Andrade, like I don't think... He's that dialed in. Some of his Twitter activity is just tedious and exhausting. And other than the fact that I don't, I think there are more deserving up-for-it wrestlers who haven't had the opportunity to get over on three major brands, NXT, WWE, AEW, that I would have put in ahead of him, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to that Andrade malaise, I guess I'm feeling, is that he's already worked Garcia and Danielson on collision very recently before this tournament where he has to work them both again. Yeah. I was pretty uninspired by that pick, even though I'm otherwise high in the tournament. So I've seen this match and it was good, but it wasn't that good where it's like, run that back. I didn't immediately think when I finished, that was great. You need to see it again. I thought, eh, that was fun. More coffee. Mm. Um, therefore, because of everything I've just said, Andrade is going to win a match that I think will have good as its ceiling that I will enjoy if it's good, but I'm not like going... Uh, the prospect no. over. Uh, in terms of, I mentioned Malachi Black there. They targeted FTR, of course, last week. they targeted in recent weeks. Uh, Feels like they're the House of Black when I take over the whole show. <laughs> Maybe less CM Punk. I want to see from the House of Black every Saturday on Collision. Uh, neither yeah. am I. <laughs> Maybe less. I love them when they're in the ring. <laughs> less CM Punk references this week. Fewer. Uh, sorry, yes. And Sorry. Are they going to, I don't know, actually attack them? Because all they've been doing is fiddling with the lightning and cackling over the speakers recently. Maybe Malachi Black's a devil. In fact, I know he is. Do you want to know why? Why? Because he said that Malachi Black or Alistair Black is uh, Tommy End under the belief that he'd be possessed by the devil. That is f***ing brilliant. <laughs> so literally, he thinks he's the devil. Um, Change my name. I'm not calling myself Tommy End no more. I'm calling myself Worlds. Of the show we got in December. Yeah, maybe. It's only slightly less bollocks than he comes out with, Wilborn. Congratulations. <laughs> um, Stick around, more bollocks to come, by the way. What was the question? Uh, House of Black FTR. More developments this week. I'll run it, might as well. Aye? Would it be Mally and Buddy? Yeah. I'll take that all day long, to be fair. It should be absolutely class. Like, the thing about Malachi Black is that every single time I see him wrestle, I want to see him wrestle again. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because he does it so scarcely or if it's because he's just so damn good. I rate Malachi Black in that ring so friggin' unbelievably high. Mm. He does one thing in a match where I'm like, oh, I just want to see you every single week. Mm. So even if it's a terrible storyline, even if it 
involves FTR, so the match will probably go about an hour and four minutes. I'll take that of Malachi. I think it's criminally underutilized. And I don't know, again, what the deal is. He himself maintains that he's not as banged up as reports will have you believe. Mm-hmm. Do not believe those reports. Okay, I won't. So where are you? Is it Tony Khan just not knowing what he has? Is it that rumored, it's a total dark Twitter. Is he a part of that rumored sect of ex-WWE guys who are like, I'm not doing jobs in AEW. Mm. It's lesser than. In fact, I'd probably want to leave. Is he part of that rumored sect that involves Miro, apparently? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, I don't want to do that many jobs. Or do you want to do this match? Am I going over? <laughs> well, no, I'm not doing it then. Mm-hmm. That mentality apparently exists. A lot of reporters, we're not reporters, we're analysts. I'm a journalist. They, yeah, they talk, <laughs> they talk, they talk around this quite a bit. Apparently there's a culture of ex-WWE guys who feel they are above it and they are not interested in doing jobs or contributing by doing jobs. I don't know if Malachi's in that. It might explain why he's not being booked. But then again, I don't think Takeshita ever worked in WWE, um, to my recollection. <laughs> and he's not on television ever either. No. What's going on with him, by the way? Mm. Right, one final thing I want to ask you. I know this is... It's I want to be... watch Malachi Black wrestle every week, even yeah. under these terrible storylines. Yes? I'm going to ask you something you're not going to like. but uh, if you, Why are you asking it then? Because if, if you answer it, then I'll give you something as a reward, okay? So... I'll keep it brief as well. Ric Flair. Oh. Everyone's talking about that promo he cut on Rampage. Oh, if you're 18 to 28, don't bring your husbands, don't bring your boyfriends, but come to my hotel room. And then subsequently he's gone on uh, X or Instagram or whatever, uh, or both, I think, actually, saying, if I'm embarrassing the company, then I'll walk away. Um, you are, so do it. Right. That's simple, really. It's like uh, the sympathy thing. Like, how way? Mm. How way? Like, no one asked for Ric Flair. Wilborn, did you see on X in the weeks and months, nay, years, before Ric Flair's highly anticipated and popular debut on AEW television? You know what this TV show needs? Mm. Um, a, a old, disgraced man who you can never look at in the same way, who can't wrestle anymore, who used to be the best talker in the world by Miles, who can't even cut promos anymore, um, who's just not unpleasant to look at. Mm. Um, we need Ric Flair. I'll tell you what AEW needs is a energy drink sponsorship. That's yeah. what it really needs. No one wanted him there. Never, no, no one, one wanted him there. To be there. And, and arguably, not many people in good faith, whenever there was a big Tony Khan announcement, said, oh, I hope it's Ric Flair. Oh, really? I know it wasn't even a big announcement. It was a pr- it was an, a gift to Sting or whatever. <sighs> and we were like, okay, that's nice. Hey, hey, that's a very nice. You know, there's your there's your there's your Christmas present. But you know, it's that big that big tube of Jaffa cakes you get at Christmas. Yeah. And then you read the thing, and it's like, I mean, I'm going to anyway. But um, you have what, to. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to encourage me because uh, we're going to do it anyway. But you have to eat them by like the 28th of December. But it, it, it should have been, there you go, I've brought, I've brought Flair along with you for you so you can have your big moment with him and maybe we'll bring him back for, for the big thing in, in uh, what's it called? Greensboro. Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. See you later, guys. No, no, I want to let's Flair. give him a live mic on Rampage and just see what happens. What happened the last time is that they got even tighter with their scripted promos in WWE. He wasn't responsible. They were in place before that. Yeah. The creative team and the way everything was done was 
different by the time Ric Flair said that promo, but it didn't help. No. Um, this is a man who has spent years at this point, years saying things that those who promote him and have hired him to be part of their brand and show, saying things that they don't endorse and they've had to apologize for or fired people, mm. Jim Ross, ridiculously because of these things that he says. You cannot get him. You cannot prevent him from saying these things that should never be said in 2023 that bring the organization into disrepute. I want 80, he's fucking, what, 73 or whatever? Like that, yeah. I want 18-year-old girls to come to my hotel room. It's, it's like you, you On Dynamite? It cannot be said. It's gross. It might have been like, yeah, yeah. because it was, a, it was a bit all over the place, but chances are that might have just been the best take of Tony... Sting and yeah. Flair backstage. That, I was like, oh, okay, you, uh, fair enough. You want to do this? That's nice. But you also want to keep keep the show rolling. Yeah. You don't want all the entrances and all that. So yeah. let's just do it as a backstage thing. Why on earth have they t- let him go out there and do anyway? Say you don't care about being a nice entity, a nice promotion, right? And you just don't have those values anymore. And it's a shame, but let's be realistic. They probably never did, or you know. Say you don't care about being nice or, like, right or just switched on or whatever, and maybe as a 73-year-old creep, accused sexual assaulter, um, saying that he wants 18-year-old girls to come to his hotel room, right? Say you don't care about that. And it's just, oh, it's it's just Rick being Rick. Mm. Everyone loves Rick. Say you think it's funny, right? I hate that, right? But say that is your mentality and you're AEW. Strategically, right? AEW's struggled to get women to watch its shows for a long, long time. And WWE has accelerated beyond them to like a level that should be studied, like mm. legitimately yeah. studied. What are they doing that we're not, right? Because they're killing us in viewership with women, like killing us. Maybe it's because you got a 73 year old creep. Asking eighteen-year-old girls to come to his hotel room, in addition to the sheer way in which that company just seems to perceive women, going back to the days of Dan Lambert. Yeah, what was indirectly endorsed. Yeah, Jim Ross on commentary. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like them, even though they're Jezebels. I kind of like them. Why, Jim? Well, they're blondes with big tits, obviously. Now, this has been part of the company's DNA for way longer than this incompletely empty change the world rhetoric, um, and. Everyone who came out in support of Ric Flair was either J.D. McDonough, tells its own story. Chris Jericho, right? Chris Jericho. F.M. Rick, you can do what you want. Well, I think that was the problem in the first place. Ric Flair believing he can do what he wants. Miro, you idiot. Mm. Hopefully, maybe, uh, I don't want to patronize him, he's got a great grasp of English, but maybe, it was, I don't know if it's a lost in translation thing. What does he think dirt cheats are and do? I just think, with... Miro mustn't have applied any critical thought mm-hmm. to anything when he has been told going into that Florida warehouse on his first day of FCW training, like almost indoctrinated. Don't believe the dirt sheets, kid. Don't believe the dirt sheets, mm. kid. Don't believe the dirt sheets, kid. He's probably been told, like, you know, when you're like a three year old, like, the devil will get you if you do this. And like, yeah. oh my God, I hate the devil. That must have been what's happened. Yeah. Because his attitude about, oh, I know, don't listen to what the dirt sheets say. First of all, the Observer hadn't been released. Second of all, Ric Flair's mates with Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer has had Ric Flair on Observer Radio promoting yep. the energy drink after his AEW debut. Like, I'm fairly certain it's the fans and not the dirt sheets who've got the problem with Ric Flair in the first place. Mm. 
talking about the table. What the fuck are you thinking about the dirt sheets for? <laughs> Feels a bit of a sour note to end on that. Yeah. So, uh, do you want some two sentence horror stories? Yep, I do. two sentence horror stories. Just a few today. Austin as well. Piss off with it. The surgeon said the operation was a complete success. A complete success. We saved as much of your leg as possible. You can get this one. We saved as much of your leg as possible. It's a shame about your mind. <laughs> oh, it's probably better than this. <laughs> surgeon said the operation was a complete success. We saved as much of your leg as possible. It might be the anesthetic still in my system, but I'm pretty sure I came in for a broken arm. Literally a Simpsons joke. Uh, That's literally uh, Mr. McGreg with an arm for a leg. A leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. Mm. Uh, <laughs> right, that's, we'll save that one for the last. <laughs> right. Oh, there's a couple of really good ones here. Everyone at, everyone at the clinic convinced me to get laser eye surgery. Everyone at the clinic is probably going to end up with no eyeballs, but how do we get there? Everyone at the clinic suggested I get laser eye surgery. Um, but it was hard to take seriously when they all had eye patches. Oh, I tell you what, you're close. Everyone at the clinic convinced me to get laser eye surgery. But as I sat in the chair, it dawned on me that all of the staff were wearing glasses. I went with the worst one yet. Right. But the idea is, why wouldn't they? What do they know that I don't? Why haven't they had the surgery? Yes. The sinister things going on. At the, yeah, the, the, yeah. There's a, a really just side to this, but it's not necessarily important here, so I'm not making a joke about any of this. See, God protected me, screamed the priest in joy when the vampire's fang fell out after he died to drink blood from him. That's the first sentence. That's the first sentence. <laughs> Say it again. See, God protected me, screamed the priest in joy when the vampire's fang fell out after he tried to drink blood from him. But then he put it back in and ate my neck anyway. Again, incredibly close. <laughs> right. Where are we? See, God protected me, screamed the priest in joy when the vampire's fang fell out after he tried to drink blood from him. He didn't. <laughs> That was my wobbling baby tooth, said the kid vampire as a permanent fang started to grow in the spot. <laughs> the kid vampire. <laughs> We've neglected to mention that part. Uh, Sige, one more? One more. You're joking. Not another one? <clears throat> From my very own hand. Ah! I wrote one. Ah! I excitedly peeked through the stairs as the jolly man in the red suit started putting presents under the tree. You can get this. It's me and you. We are of the same mind. I hope not. Say the setup again. I excitedly peeked through the stairs at the Stairs? Are they transparent? You know what I mean? The, the banister. The banister. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. yeah. Sorry. Get it right. I wrote, I wrote that five <laughs> before we I excitedly peeked through the banister at the jolly man in the red suit putting presents under the tree. But then I realised it was not Christmas Eve. Oh, it's probably better than whatever, isn't it? I excitedly peeked through the banister at the jolly man in the red suit putting presents under the tree. But then I realised... <laughs> Just you saying it. 
Then I realised he was putting presents into his sack. And the suit was red because it was covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts? So he's killed his family and robbed your house. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I might submit. All right, anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Collision this weekend on X at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, for daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown preview is available right now. WrestleCulture on the way later on today. And me and Sidge will be back on Monday to review AEW Collision. But for now, this being the Collision preview. Thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.